Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So anybody that listens to this show for long enough knows that my interest in sports is so far down the list of things I find even mildly entertaining. Right. Like, but I, because of this job and certainly when playoffs start, I'm, I'm a big bandwagon jumper. I, I want to know what's going on. And even a guy like me who could care less about sports would get excited about what went down yesterday because people are saying the Chiefs and the Bills probably the greatest game of all time in NFL history. Uh, one of the most dramatic finishes uh, that that you'll find mm. outside of lately like, the Music City Miracle and, and stuff like that, like they came down to to final plays. Like mm. this was one of the final you know two minute segments of a game where if you joined it late, you saw everything you needed to see. Right. And it was just, it was unbelievable. Like, like, you know, some of the stats that come out of it, like, I think, what, like 25 points scored in the final couple of minutes of that game. Uh, you know, the lead changes back and forth. It looked like Buffalo was down and out, uh, you know, needing a, a touchdown to tie it uh, or a touchdown to take the lead late. And, uh, you know, fourth and long. And don't they find a way to score? And Josh Allen extending plays like he does with his feet. It was unbelievable. And then when it looked like KC was down and out, you know, you can go back as the armchair quarterback, and I'm sure they're doing it in Buffalo for a couple of reasons uh, today. One, they're hating the fact that the overtime rule comes down to a coin flip, right? And, you know, KC gets the first chance. They score a touchdown. They win the game. Uh, But still, they had to score a touchdown against Buffalo's defense, which was best against the pass in the league. But the other decision, with 13 seconds left on the clock, Buffalo had the ball, had to kick off, and they decided instead of kicking it low, hitting it into the ground a little bit and running some time off the clock, they decided to kick it into the end zone for a touchback. Mm. It gives Patrick Mahomes the ball on his 25-yard lines. Two plays later, he's got it in field goal position. They tie the game to send it to overtime. Buffalo had a chance mm. to seal that game and didn't take it. One of the uh, the great things when you're watching a, a really exciting game is the, the play-by-play guys. And some, you know, they, they, they kind of keep their composure even when things are over the top. And others, they go crazy. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. Touchdown, Kansas City! One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. And then he got carted out on a stretch. <laughs> well, you always go to the radio broadcast, right? Because they're broadcasting to the home audience. Yeah, and only true. the home audience. So... Yeah, you know, it's like the Joe Bowens of the world, yeah. you know, the Holy Mackinac's. I'm sure there's about 31 other teams that hate that call. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. People in Toronto love it. Now, the other great news out of yesterday, although I had the Bills won, I would have liked them to uh, to have to face the Buccaneers, but they're done. Brady might be done as well. Yeah. And again, Tom Brady was down 27 to 3 in this box at the half yeah. and battled back to tie that game. And then lost it in the end. And, and to another dramatic finish. There were so many. It, it, you can't script football, but like Mike, they could make a Netflix special out of what happened yeah. on the weekend in four games. It was just incredible. And somewhere, Olivia Munn has probably for the last little while thought to herself, thank God I broke up with Aaron Rodgers. Because <laughs> certainly he has been the focus of a lot of COVID and vaccine discussions. Right. And we all know how that played out. But right. now being added to that is... 
Will he seek a trade? I guess Green, Green Bay in the middle of rebuilding. And yeah, he, he doesn't want to be a part of that. He doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild in Green Bay. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's 38. Brady's 44. Both are, you know, on the cusp of retirement. Do they, they call it a day? Does another team want to take a chance on Aaron Rodgers? You know, is he the MVP? One of the two of them will probably be the MVP. But, yeah, his... The headlines that he's made off the field, I I think this year might detract for him a little bit. I think he was questioning Biden's presidency legitimacy last week. And, you know, the the shots that were taking Adam on Twitter after that loss Mm -hmm. were were actually pretty funny. A lot saying, you know, go figure. He needed one more shot and didn't get it. (laughs) And I love this, too, because, of course, things didn't go Brady's way. And so he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which is rare for him. First in his career. Even he admits that the refs usually look the other way. But I'm sure, I'm Tom Brady. This isn't working out for me. He took a helmet to the chin, and it bloodied his lip. And uh, and he was screaming at the referee. He took a a 15-yard penalty for it. Bye-bye, Tom. Bye-bye. And this story comes out of Michigan, so I don't know uh, with lottery here. Because you, do you buy your tickets online, or are you still going to the store? I, I do play the online ones, yeah. So if you bet online and you win, do you get a notification? You get from, an email. Okay, so it's the same here as there. All right, well, in uh, Michigan, this woman was uh, playing the, uh, the Mega Millions, and uh, she had got a ticket about three weeks ago, and uh, didn't think about it. And this happened to go into her junk email looking for an email from a friend of hers, and she gets this notification, uh, an email from the Michigan Lottery, saying that she uh, had won, that she matched five numbers to win a million, and then she had the mega plier to multiply her prize by three, so she wins three million bucks. Nice. So first she thought, oh, this is some kind of scam. Right, yeah, Scam email or something. So she was smart about it. She went right to the Michigan Lottery site itself to confirm it was the real deal, and she's up three million bucks. Now, my question is, do you think the friend whose email she was looking for should get a little taste of that? <laughs> no. Because she, she wouldn't have gone into her junk folder if she hadn't been looking for that email from her friend. I w- if I was the friend, I'd bring it up in the next email. And then on the topic of money, are you a saver or a spender? More and more of us. Uh, especially after this pandemic. I think we realize, you know, life is short and anything can happen and blah, blah, blah. And so... Like, well, I, uh, I'm going to spend it, and I'll worry about everything else down the road. And the number one thing we seem to want to spend it on is travel. And, you know, the world has changed. Uh, my kids, their generation, certainly probably uh, even people in their 30s now, uh, have looked at life a little differently than we all have in the past. And that it was you finished school, got married, bought a house, had kids, worked your entire life, retired, and then you were supposed to reap those rewards. Right. Uh, I think a lot of us look at it now and say, well, let's let's do it now while we know we can and we're healthy enough to do it because God knows where I'll be at 65 or 70 or if he, I'll even be able to retire and enjoy. Right. So why not do it while I know we can? And so a lot are traveling, seeing the world, maybe taking out lines of credit to do it. If, you know, at 22, 23, you probably haven't saved much and you probably have school loans. So people are just putting it on Visa and having a good old time. It's funny because, you know, there were a long time the, the notion was that there were good debts and bad debts mm-hmm. to take on. Something like a mortgage where you have equity and it would be a, a, a good debt. Yeah, you pay a little bit in terms of uh, interest, but, you know, you've at least got the equity there. Yeah. Well, it's credit cards and, you know, you see car payments, that sort of thing have been bad debts in the past. And and it's almost like, you know, with the, the, the new generation, the thought is that, you know, well, I don't even know if I'll ever get a mortgage, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid of debt. 
mm-hmm. you know, because interest rates uh, interest rates have been as low as they have. And it's just kind of a, an interesting outlook because as you know, yes, you want to get stuff done and and you want to you want to live your life happily. You know, it seems like people are not nearly as content. And that might be the social uh, media aspect of mm-hmm. it too, where you see others. And and you can see, you know, they always say the grass is greener. Well, you can only see a couple of lawns around you for the longest while. Now you're seeing everywhere, and you can see seven year olds who are making twenty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Then they're thinking, well, maybe at some point I will too. So I'm going to live large now. And you know, and I just think parenting has changed. Uh, I know that I'm we're this way with our boys, where um, if they wanted to go see the world, I mean, they got to pick up the tab on it. But we we applaud them for doing that, and you know. Um, and, and and my son and his girlfriend, they went to England. They're back now. They're living with us. I, I think, too, the homes in general. Like, when I was growing up, you know, the homes were small. Was, you were lucky if you got over 1,200 square feet. I, I remember when my best friend's parents moved into a, I think it was 2,000 or 22. It seemed like a mansion. You know, it seemed huge. Now that's that's small for some people. So for for many families, parents will say, yeah, go see the world and you know, they live in the, the kids live in the basements. They got their own little world there. They're living there probably for free. Um, it, it's just all changed. Like my, my dad and my mom, they loved us. Uh, and I know that. But if I had said to them in my mid 20s, can I live in your basement and I'm just going to go see the world? Right. Be, uh, not, well, you're going to pay us rent then. Like if yeah. you've got this money to go see the world, then you got the money to pay us rent. Uh, and plus, the homes were so small again. We lived in a semi detached. I mean, I just wanted to get away from my parents. You know, right. we were cramped into that house altogether for so long. Uh, it's just all changed. And I think it's really good. I, re- I really do. Like, I I don't think you need to follow that timeline of buy the house, have the kids. You know, I, 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 there is a part of me that says live for now and worry about it later. Well, the only problem is if you if you wait too late to worry about things, it, it, it you could, you know, really sewer yourself. Mm. Uh, at some point, you know, you talk to a financial advisor and you, you probably should be squirreling some money mm. uh, away. And if you save everything for later, you know, then you're, you know, the problem is you, know, you see now you get late 30s, early 40s and having families. Mm. And, you, okay, you had your time, but then you, know, you really want to be 60 with a, a, a teenager or or a, a um, 10-year-old in the it's, house? It's it's tough for sure. Although I, I would really hate, and this is the stuff that keeps me awake at night, I'd really hate to get to be 65 or 70 and think of those things I always wanted to do and then realize, one, I can't afford it. Right. And two, the, the clock has run out. I, I'm, you know, I'm the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger involved in a pretty bad car accident in Los Angeles on Friday. Now, when I first read this article, uh, I thought I saw that a Prius and a Porsche were involved in this accident. And I thought, oh, no, Arnold wasn't in a Prius, was he? Could he even fit into a Prius? But no, he was, of course, in his Yukon SUV. Right. Uh, and it, it ended up on two other cars, this Prius and this Porsche. Witnesses say a woman driving the Prius was uh, bleeding pretty heavily from her head, ended up in the hospital, no word on her condition. Arnold apparently unhurt, but TMZ says police think it was his fault. So oh. See what happens with Arnold there. Louis Anderson, we had this story last week that he was resting comfortably in the hospital in Vegas uh, battling cancer. And whenever they say somebody's resting comfortably, that's, that's not a good sign. Okay. Um, just days after announcing that he was in the hospital, he has passed away. Only 68. Louis appeared in the 1988 comedy Coming to America, as well as uh, last year's sequel. So this cancer must have come on very quickly. 
uh, or at least it wasn't uh, detected for a long time. Uh, he also hosted the Family Feud back uh, from 99 to 202. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. And he played Zach, Galif- uh, Zach Galifianakis' mother on the FX show Baskets. He got three Emmy nominations for that role and one in 2016. He also had an animated series called Life with Louie. Right. And he was a very funny man. He seemed like the lovable guy. Yeah. Yeah, always seemed like an interesting guy. I think one of those dudes whose comedy comes from pain, if I remember correctly, he had a horrible upbringing. Uh, Parents were just horrible, miserable. uh, Struggled with his weight as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not easy for him. Um, Meatloaf, now the rumors are floating that he has died of COVID. Maybe that's why his family didn't want to share that information. I understand his uh, first song after passing his uh, posthumous first tune will be, I'll do anything for love, but I won't wear a mask or get a vaccine. <laughs> he made some statements in interviews, uh, I guess, in the last year that uh, he was he was still hugging. He wasn't afraid yeah. of COVID and, and uh, the, whether or not his, his vaccination status, I think, was unknown. Yeah, he said, if I die, I die, but I'm not going to be controlled. And uh, there's no, uh, this, this isn't shocking, I guess a bunch of anti-vax crowds have now co-opted him playing his music yesterday at protests around the country. Right. Um, you had the story earlier when we were talking to Teddy Weber Grill, making a bit of a mistake on yeah. Friday. Well, well, I mean, unbeknownst to them, they had already, I guess, you know, set up that they were going to send out recipes once a week, and, and that's what they do. And they sent out a meatloaf recipe on Friday, not knowing, mm. uh, unbeknownst to them, that he had actually passed away. So apologizing for Not that they need to apologize no, for it. No, I mean, there's already a meme. You know me, I have no heart. There's already a meme going around. Have you seen this thing where it's, they say, uh, meatloaf can be cooked at 400 and... Oh, and I it's, did, And it's I, a coffin going in. I mean, did see that, even yes. for me, that's a little too soon. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, uh, as I admitted, a huge fan of his music, but supposedly he was complaining about uh, how long the COVID restrictions had gone on for and referred to an attendant on a flight as a Nazi for making everybody put on their mask. And that's just not cool. That's right. just not cool. Well, yeah. And listen, I mean, it, it, I, I understand in his line of work with, with trying to uh, do concerts that, mm-hmm. you know, he might not be a fan of mandates. But it seems kind of weird that the anti-vaxxers would, you know, for protests would be playing his music and celebrating him because mm-hmm. isn't part of their message that there's nothing to fear. Right, right. But they, you know, there's something not all quite right. Right. Most of them. So why try to reason? Um, Pete Davidson and his buddy Colin Yost have bought a Staten Island ferry boat named JFK, John F. Kennedy, for $280,000. They've also got a uh, partner, a guy named Paul Italia, who's a comedy club owner. (laughs) Who put the money in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe most of it. It was built in 1965 and the oldest in the fleet before being retired last year. They say the idea is to turn the space into a live entertainment event space with the comedy, music, art. They say we're in the early stages, but everybody involved has the same ambition to not see this thing go to the scrapyard. Pete and Colin uh, joked about their purchase during Weekend Update. It was very funny. Uh, Pete said, we bought a ferry, the window, windowless van of the sea. <laughs> we're boat people now. Colin, I mean, you always worry. You look like, you know, the guy who owns the yacht they rent out to rap videos. <laughs> And then they had, I, I can't remember the guy's name, one of the cast members. He's done an ongoing bit on Weekend Update. A uh, guy who owns a boat. Okay. And he's, you know, really like Biff got the sweater over the... 
But it's, it's a very funny bit. So he was a part of all of it. And Pete Davidson could not stop laughing through the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Mayor Eric a- Adams offered his support. He said, I love this idea. What a great way to give the New York uh, City icon for a second life. Let us know how we can help, and we'll be there for the maiden voyage. So, yeah, I'm going to try to turn this thing into some kind of nightclub or something like that. Well, you put their names behind it. Well, he's got a girlfriend who could throw some dough into it. Both of them do. (laughs) I always love this time of the day because I'm already thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. Right. And with that, we need somebody's advice, and there's only one man we can turn to, Ted Reeder for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craigie. Good morning, Lucky. Ted, how are you? Vertical. (laughs) That's all we can ask for, my friend. That's it. Vertical, cold. I did notice on your uh, Facebook page and Instagram that you uh, put up a couple of photos of uh, Meatloaf the singer who passed away. Obviously, you were a fan, as many of us were. Yeah, it was uh, it was a sad day last week. I, I didn't expect that uh, that to happen, yeah. and uh, but thus is life, and we move on. But at least we have his beautiful music, yep. and uh, we can we can continue to enjoy it and, and thrive on it, and uh, and have those memories of our uh, of our youth. It's pretty cool. Interesting that on Friday, uh, I guess you know, totally you know, unbeknownst to them, Weber Grills posted. Hmm. Uh, um, uh, um, an email, basically, to all of their followers on a meatloaf recipe. It wasn't done. It was just a complete coincidence, but they've since apologized for it. Although many, you know, after the passing of meatloaf, the the idea of meatloaf came to mind in tribute yeah. to meatloaf. Yeah, how can you not have a good meatloaf in, in honor of the man? And he loved being called meatloaf. Uh, and I didn't realize this. He's actually a meat, capital M, L capital loaf separated. It's oh. not all one word, and he gets he would get very upset with anybody who made it all one word. Oh, I did not know that. There you go. All right, Ted. So if we were going to honor the man and his music with a nice quality meatloaf, how would we get that done on the grill? Oh, oh, a meatloaf, a meatloaf. All right. Well, one meatloaf is you got to talk about the meat. What kind of meat is going to go into your meatloaf? And so traditionally, it's beef. Uh, I like to put do a blend of beef and pork, mm-hmm. so we add a little bit of extra. Of that pork gives us a little bit more fat into that meat and uh, changes the, the richness of the meat, gives us a little bit more richness to it. Um, thinking on meatloaf, you know, if I go back to my mom in the days of, uh, and probably even Craigie with your folks mm-hmm. and, and Lucky, um, <clears throat> what went into a meatloaf? Onion soup mix. Right, yes. Right. Right. There's like an egg and ketchup in there, too, somewhere. A little bit of ketchup you can put in there, but you don't want to add too much moisture. But the onion soup mix had a nice seasoning and a nice balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually did burgers with onion soup mix. I gave it a test a, a couple of weeks back. And it's still a classic recipe, and it works great. So you take a package of onion soup mix and a couple of pounds worth of meat, and you put the soup mix in. And what you want to add into that is, you know, a lot of people would add breadcrumbs and they would add in oatmeal and egg and ketchup and mustard and all kinds of things. You don't need that. Throw in a tablespoon of potato or cornstarch with that onion soup mix. You can add some fresh onions in there and some garlic if you wish and mix it all up. And that starch is going to help hold all the moisture in place. Right. It's not going to leak out. And then you can fire it up. Lucky, if you're going to do it, you do it on your Traeger. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Smoke meat. Put it in there. Do it at three three hundred and twenty five degrees, and let her run till she's got an internal temperature of one hundred and sixty degrees, and you're all set to rock and roll. And about two thirds of the way through, baste it with a little bit of barbecue sauce. I guess you can. And really, that's as simple as it is. You can really throw anything into a meatloaf like that's your classic uh, old school how your mom did it, and then have a side of mashed yeah. potato, and you can toss anything in there. I guess. Well, there was there was for years there was a recipe uh, running around called uh, the fatty, okay. and it was a bacon wrapped meatloaf, and so you would make a, a bacon weave. And then wrap your, your meatloaf in this bacon weave and then fire it into your Traeger or fire it into your smoker or fire it into your, your oven and roast it off and out it comes. Oh, Marvin and Lee that's Daniel a great way to do it. Yes, sir. Now, um, you know? yep. and how long do we let that thing uh, stay if you're doing it on your uh, barbecue or your uh, Traeger or even in the oven? Is it like an hour or so? Well, it's a, it, it takes about an hour uh, yeah. to do a loaf, but what you're going to want to make sure is that that internal temperature, so use a thermometer. And when you hit 160, you're at fully cooked, pull it out, let it rest, and then carve it away. I mean, we used to do the, the meatloaf as a special up at the, the joint. Mm-hmm. And we'd do a smoked meatloaf. We would use uh, ground brisket and ground chuck. And really, it was just meat and a little bit of seasoning, salt and pepper, some garlic. And we would smoke it that way and then have our beer barbecue gravy that goes on top of it. And then, you know, Lucky would want a side of poutine for it as well. (laughs) Definitely. Speaking of Lucky, he was drooling this morning on your Instagram page on your food porn. Uh, He was getting a little wound up, excited over your rib steak. That is a thing of beauty. It's the grill marks that do it. It Kind of like, you know, how we get jealous of, uh, of other mowed lawns. And how they get the perfect marks and perfect mowing lines on there. Perfect grill marks on a steak. Uh, I don't think there's anything better. Uh, grill marks are the beauty. And, and you know, I got a lot of grills and smokers in my yard. But what gives me the best grill marks is this grill. And it's called the German grill. Mm. And they no longer make it. And it has these cast uh, um, grates that get super, super, super hot. And they give the perfect X marks every time you do it. Uh-huh. And it's absolutely, it's it's the best grill that I've got for doing steak. Yeah, it's it's a thing of beauty. It almost looks fake. fake. It, it looks so perfect. Thank you. Yeah, that was where I was looking at that and went, oh, man. And, and those steaks, they were to die for. Wow, so now, now <laughs> they I were to die for. I'm telling you, they were to die for. Now we got to decide whether or not I'm going to have steak or meatloaf, but <laughs> have both. And I can't really do it in honor of meatloaf because the actual meatloaf was a vegetarian for a decade yeah, that's right. as well, right? Oh, yeah. I heard another great story, but we don't have time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got, got to move along, Teddy. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? You're going to find me on social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. I got to be honest. I was, I was on the phone yesterday talking to a friend of mine catching up and... I was telling him about this uh, bike ride uh, around uh, Royal Ashburn this coming Saturday. And I was explaining it to him. And he got, like, really serious with me. He's like, listen, dude, you're 55. Like, be careful, man. Like, like what if you have a heart attack? Or, like, are you really sure you want to do this? And, I mean, I have already have my, uh, my concerns. But now I might be slipping into panic territory. <laughs> Uh, with this thing, so I, I you got need... less than a week. Have you have you done anything no, physical? No, no. 
now. Whatsoever it's to train too, for this. Too late to start now. Right. I'm just, just going to hop in. No, it's not, but it's all part of the entertainment. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm riding this Saturday around Royal Ashburn. I have not looked at the extended forecast. I'm going to take a look right Although now. It, it is, like, for most of the week, it seems to get up around uh, minus 5, which would be perfect if that was the deal on Saturday. Right. Yeah, it was sudden cloud at minus 6 right now. Okay. That's, that seems reasonable. Th- that That's fine. But I don't, like, have any of the gear to wear. Like, I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to wear outside of like gloves, a hat, and a winter coat. Like, should I wear jeans? Should I wear some kind of track pant? I should probably get some long johns. There's a lot to figure out. Right. And I'm just sitting panicked. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Douglas brothers from CRCS DKI are uh, seasoned, avid bike riders, and I am not. <laughs> so. Uh, Kind of like me going into the ring and doing a few rounds with Mike Tyson right? at this point. But uh, we will see. It's a lapse for Lake Ridge, and it's for cancer care, and it's all good. I, you know, if you can help out in any way, I'd uh, appreciate that. I can send you a link. It's sometimes it's a little tough to, to get to my page at their site. So if you emailed or text us here at The Rock... I can uh, give you, I can cut and paste you the link and you can get to it pretty easy. Yeah, if you go to our Facebook page, the Rock Facebook page, uh, go to our, our um, uh, where we put up our podcast. Right. I, I put the link to it. Oh, did you? Last Thank you. Week Thank you. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how this is going to go. I, I mean, I, I can visualize Royal Ashburn. I know because we've played there a few times and I know at the beginning, it's a bit of a downward, like the takeoff, I think, is going to be simple. Yes. But after hole one, I don't know what the hell happens on hole two. It goes uphill. Oh, Jesus. Right. Uh, the third is pretty flat. Fourth is downhill. Okay. You're, you're doing all right. I, I think the, 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 the seventh is where you'll die. Oh, really? <laughs> don't say die. <laughs> don't say die. <laughs> the seven goes straight uphill. Eight, not a lot of fun either. Uh, well, that's kind of downhill. Nine will be right back up the hill too. If you're if you're following the actual cart path in its you know intended form, yeah. Like I assume they're going to have like a helmet for me and all that stuff. I got to reach out to them today to find out what I need uh, to get. So uh, it'll it'll be on Saturday. I don't even know what time it starts at. Maybe if I'm riding with them, they'll be kind of like giving me some instruction. Like, okay, we're heading for a hill, so you want to gear up or gear down. But you know me, I'm half deaf to begin with. So I'll be like, what? Yeah, what? That's right. Gear down, you'll be taking clothes off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is Zen getting naked? Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so we will see how this all works out, but it'll be on Saturday. The tour to Royal Ashburn. Uh, the one good thing you've got going for you is even if it is minus six, mm. uh, with the you know the shrinkage mm. and the tights, mm-hmm. you won't have to worry about <laughs> the big egg box getting in the way all the time. Like I'm literally going to show up in like my jeans. Like I'll, I'll show up in all the wrong apparel. So maybe just they'll just show up in your in your stoner jacket. Yeah, your jeans. Tuck the one leg of the jeans into the sock because that's what that's you, know, you do when you ride with jeans right. on. You don't want to get right. it caught on the chain. That's right. So make sure you tuck that in your sock. Into my Kodiak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these guys are uh, in for a treat with me. <laughs> they might not be able to ride because they'll be laughing oh, so hard. Probably. Uh, well, listen, if I can entertain, I just don't want to entertain on a stretcher. Right. I just, <laughs> guys, look at the monkey having a heart attack. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.